What an awesome presence of God today. Thank you, praise team, for bringing us to worship today on this Sunday. I regret we're not able to be in the house of the Lord once again, but let me just tell you, God has all things in control. God never makes mistakes. He's a God that you can depend upon. You can trust Him. You can know that He still has the world in His hands. Oh, yes, He does. He's the God of great grace. He's the God of everything that you need today. And He's the God that has brought us through and to where we are now. I join with Brother Rory in asking you to continue to pray for those who are suffering, those who are stricken with this terrible disease, this virus. I pray that God would send healing to our land. I was at home yesterday and just sitting in my recliner listening to some gospel music and this song came on. And it just, the words of it touched me so deeply for the time that we're living in. It just says this, if the ship of your life is tossing on the sea of strife and you need someone, if you feel so all alone and your house is not a home, you need someone. If it seems that life isn't fair and there's no one left to share, all those lonely days and nights and things just don't turn out right. You need someone to care, someone to just be there. You need someone. And the Course says this, I give you Jesus. He's the peace that passes all understanding. He's the perfect love that casteth out fear. I just give you Jesus today. He's the water you can drink and never thirst again. I give you Jesus, my friend. I give you Jesus. But I want you to listen. I'm taking just a moment today to say this because I feel that it's touching somebody's spirit today. Here's what the second verse says, and this is where we are in the very moment that we're living. If the pressure's all around and your spirit's to the ground, keep your spirit's to the ground and you need someone. If your body is in pain and your health you can't regain and you need someone. If at times when you have tried with all the strength you had inside and it seems that you have failed, remember on the cross he nailed all the bitterness and grief to give you peace and sweet relief. He is that someone that you need. I give you Jesus. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Beside him there is no other. Jesus is the way. I give you Jesus today. If I had anything to tell this world in this solemn hour when we are all facing so much, I would just tell you to turn to Jesus because he is the author and the finisher of our faith. He brought us out to carry us through. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, but I will be with you even to the end of the world. 
So thank God that he is with us today. I trust you're doing well. I speak to the Christian Life Church family especially today. I trust you're doing well. I want to give great honor to our Kid Life team and to our youth department for staying in touch with our kids and with our young people. I think they're doing a tremendous job. And we are at a great disadvantage to some degree. But let me tell you, we're reaching people with the gospel and with the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost through our online broadcast. And we are seeing some wonderful things happen. I had a man, a businessman in town, tell me this week, my wife said, tell you she watched your program and uh, your service on Sunday morning, and she thoroughly enjoyed it. So there's a lot of folks that do not attend our church that are listening today, and we welcome you. We want you to worship with us. We want the word of the Lord to touch your spirit. This is Palm Sunday. This is Palm Sunday. So in the next few minutes, I'll address some things that, that I feel would be very crucial to our day and very relevant to our day because we understand what Palm Sunday is. It's the Sunday preceding Easter. Next Sunday is Easter Sunday. And I don't know that I've ever, well, I haven't ever experienced an Easter without having a gathering at church and a great crowd and a great service. But it looks as if this Easter will be a little different. But we will still celebrate Easter because we will celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ that we believe happened. And I'll be talking about that next Sunday. But today, let me talk to you from the Scriptures for just a few moments, if I may. Matthew chapter 21 is where I'll take my reading today. And I'll read several verses of Scripture because this is very, very important. This was the writings of Matthew concerning what we know as Palm Sunday. And so let me give it to you, beginning with verse 1. Now, when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. I'm reading from the New King James Version. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, they brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them, and set him on them. And a very great multitude, a great multitude, spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Notice the next few verses closely. Then, then, Jesus went into the temple of God drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. 
And he said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, the children crying out in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant and said unto him, Do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said unto them, Yes, have you never read out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants you have perfected praise? Then he left them and went out of the city of Bethany, and he lodged there. Let me talk to you for just a few minutes today about the triumphant Jesus. We know that Palm Sunday is, is a very important day because it is the beginning of what we know and we call the Holy Week. It is at this time where Jesus literally rode in on a donkey and he, he was uh, coming to Jerusalem in the day of the Passover feast and coming to celebrate. But Palm Sunday is, uh, is that time of triumphant entry for Jesus. Jesus was fulfilling the scripture when he rode into Jerusalem. Zechariah, I believe it is chapter 7, had prophesied that he would come riding on a donkey. And he did exactly that. The beginning of Holy Week, I, I, I studied the scriptures this week. And what happens from Palm Sunday to Easter Day is uh, there's some very tremendous lessons and some sermons and some messages and some reading that ought to be done concerning Jesus and what happened during that Holy Week. There were, there were several things, and I could preach about many of them today, but I want to zero in for just a few moments on this particular day because when Jesus told his disciples, he said, you go to a certain place, you'll find a donkey there, and you bring that donkey to me, loose that donkey. Well, they did exactly that, and the owner of the donkey said, what are you doing? Where are you taking the donkey? And he said, the master hath need of it. And so they brought it to him. Take very close attention. Pay very close attention to what happened next because they put their clothes upon that donkey their coats and their, their clothing, and they set him upon the donkey and began to go into Jerusalem. The Bible said that when he began to enter into Jerusalem, great multitudes gathered. That's more than just a few people. They began to throw their coats in his path. Some brought branches, and this is where we get Palm Sunday. And they began to say, Hosanna, and cry unto him, you are the king of the Jews. And they began to worship and to praise God. Jesus was fulfilling scripture. He received the praises of what a king would receive. Mind you, he did not come riding in on a white stallion. He come riding in on a lowly donkey. He did not come riding in like a king, but his kingship was proven through the works of his ministry. And now we understand why people were throwing their clothes and palm branches on the ground in front of him and giving obeisance to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. 
It was the Pharisees that rose up and became angry. You know, Pharisees never do like worship. They want church to be quiet. This church is way too quiet for me today. But they want church to be quiet. They don't want anything happening uh, that is going to disturb people. I, I know we're living in a day when people want, you know, real sedated songs and sedated worship. But let me tell you, God loves praise. He loves hand clapping. He loves voice raising. He loves dancing in the spirit. He loves the music. God loves praise. If you don't believe that, I challenge you to go read Psalms 150 because he instructed us how to praise on the timbrel and then the dance and on the loud cymbal and the high sounding cymbal and everything that hath breath, he said, praise the Lord. So God inhabits and he loves praise. But the Pharisees were angry that they were worshiping Jesus Christ. And Jesus made a statement to them that I love. I read it in two different gospels this morning. In the book of Matthew, he said, out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants or babes and sucklings, he said, you have perfected praise. In other words, you've got to let these people praise me. In the book of Luke, he said it this way. He said, if these don't praise me now, the stones will immediately cry out. In other words, he came for praise. Luke chapter 19, verses 37 through 40. You can go read it there. He said, I tell you that if these should keep silent, if they don't praise me, the stones would, and I noticed this word today, immediately cry out. The stones would begin to worship and praise God. Could I show you what happened with the triumphant Jesus today? Can I just point out a few things to you on this Palm Sunday and show you that when he rode in and people threw their coats on the road and their palm branches before that donkey and began to cry Hosanna and began to worship and praise God. Let me tell you what happened next. The next thing Jesus did, go read their scripture. You'll find it in the book of Matthew, is he went into their temple. He went into their temple and he cleaned things up. That's the first thing he did. He turned over the tables of money changers. He let the doves loose. He took a whip. I was in that place a few months ago now, and I stood there thinking how awesome it must have been when Jesus walked in, and he, he got angry, and he drove the money changers out and turned their tables over, how that he took a whip and drove them out of the temple, and he said this, he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer, and you have made it a den of thieves. That's the first thing he did is he cleaned things up. Let me tell you what the triumphant Jesus came to do. He came to clean us up. He came to clean up your temple. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. He'll drive sin out. He'll forgive you. He'll wash you. He said, though your sins be as scarlet, they can become as white as snow. And the first thing we do is we repent before God and he cleans us up. That's why the Bible said that in heaven 
all the angels rejoice over one sinner that repents. Could I tell you on this Sunday morning that when you repent and you get cleaned up, it makes the Lord glad because your temple wasn't made for evil. Your temple was made to praise God. Your temple was made to glorify God. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So when God cleaned up the literal temple, it was symbolic of what he's going to do when he rides into your life triumphantly, when he comes to your house triumphantly, when he walks into your life triumphantly, He's going to turn the money changers or tables over in your life. He's going to let the old doves loose and going to take a whip and drive out sin because he came to clean us up. We are the temple of God. And then, and then, let me preach to you for just a moment today. He not only drove out the money changers and, and loosed the doves and did that, but he called the sick to him and the Bible said the lame and the blind were healed you want the miracles of God let this triumphant Jesus walk into your life and he'll clean you up and then he'll give you a miracle that's the work of God that's exactly what I come to preach to you on a Palm Sunday this is not an ordinary day we are facing things like we've never faced I've said it over and over these are unchartered courses that we are in we don't know how to deal with everything that's coming our way but when triumphant Jesus comes in I want to tell you he can heal your body he can save your soul he can cleanse you inside and out he can take the old nasty heart and replace it with a new heart he can why don't you let God fix you in the time of this crisis I believe in the resurrection and we're going to talk about that I believe in the death of Jesus Christ and we're going to talk about that next week but can I tell you on Palm Sunday to begin the Holy Week he cleaned up the temple and he performed the miracles of God ladies and gentlemen there's nothing nothing like praise to God when you start praising him when you start giving him glory when you start honoring him I was just thinking the other day of the scriptures that said, give thanks in all things. How do you give thanks with all that we're going through? I'll tell you how. You understand that no matter what happens, that God's still God, that God is still in charge, that the world is still in his hands. And so you lift your hands and trust him and you say, thank you, God. Thank you for keeping me. I thank him this very morning. I give God praise today because I want him to understand that his entry into my life must come with praise and worship. You can turn your home into a praise center. You can turn your car into a worship center. You can have church wherever you are on this Sunday morning. It's Palm Sunday. If he rode into Jerusalem and he created that scene of healing and miracles in the temple. Why don't we think that one week before we celebrate Easter that he could walk into our homes today? Maybe you just need God to fix some stuff in your house. Maybe you need God to just 
to put his hand on some things in your life and to drive some things. Maybe there's some habits that God could deliver you of today. Maybe there's sin deep in the corners of your heart that the blood of Jesus can wash you from today. I don't understand and know everything about everybody, but here's what I do know. I know that the triumphant Jesus, his arrival, his time now is to come into our lives, into our homes, into our situations. First, he's going to get rid of sin. If you don't believe that, go read the book of James. It said, if you're sick, call for the elders of the church. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Lord shall raise them up. But he said, if there's any among you that have sinned, the Lord will forgive them. And so what I'm saying to you today is before there's a miracle, there's got to be a cleansing. There needs to be a cleansing. There needs to be a praise in your heart. There needs to be something that says, God, I'm going to give you glory no matter what's going on. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. Let me tell you today, the end is not yet. And when the end comes to all of this I'm talking about, when the end comes, you're going to see the mighty hand of God at work. You're going to see what God has wrought and done among us. I believe with all of my heart that there's miracles, signs, and wonders that are coming when people begin to praise God no matter what situation they're in. And so on Palm Sunday, I encourage you this morning to make your house a place of worship and praise to God. I encourage you to praise God through the hard times. Praise God when the money's not there. Praise God when you're struggling, no matter what you're struggling with, whether it's your health or your finances or your family or your marriage or your children. The problems are still coming, but Jesus is arriving. The triumphant entry into your life will cause him to cleanse you, and then he will perform a miracle in your life. Oh, that I might worship him today the way I know and I ought to worship him. We need the triumphant God of, of our life to show up today. Let me tell you something this morning before I let you go. God is not asleep. God is not on vacation. God has not left us alone. He sees every man, every woman, every child. He knows where you are. The best thing you could do today is to praise him as God and to worship him as God. No matter where you are today, you're still breathing God's air and you're still blessed of God. When that begins to happen, when you allow the triumphant Jesus, don't be a Pharisee and say it don't have to be. Don't be a Pharisee. I could go on today in that story. Go read what happened when he got there. They began to question his identity, question his authority. They tried to trick him into answers. They were doing everything they could to discard Jesus out of their life and out of the world. I don't want Jesus to leave my life and leave my world. I need him today like I've never needed him before and so do you. So my advice this morning as a pastor if you'll just put your hands up and you'll begin to worship him. If you'll just bow your head where you are and begin to repent before him. If you'll just give yourself to the Lord today. I'm telling you your praise will get the attention of God and your acknowledgement of who he is. He is still the king of all. He is still the God of all. He is
is still God above all and your acknowledgement of who he is and how great he is will do nothing more than make him cleanse you and then heal you by the power of the miracles that God can do and God only can do. I admonish you today, take your children when this is over. Take your family, get them around you. You don't have to be a preacher. You don't have to do anything out of the ordinary. Just get them around you, join hands as a family. You ought to do it right now and say, God, we thank you that you've kept your hand upon us. We want to praise you because you're God. We want to welcome you into our home. We want to welcome you into our city. We want to welcome you into our life because, God, we know that you're going to do what's best for us. Get the junk out of us. Get the sin out of us. Get the carnality out of us. God is doing a work in us. If you haven't prayed more, then you're hard-hearted. If you haven't prayed more, then you don't understand where we are right now. But whatever things you have in there that shouldn't be. Pray for God to turn the tables over this morning and then begin to believe God for a miracle. I have friends today that are in the hospital with coronavirus. I pray for a miracle today. I pray for the anointing of God today. I pray that when he shows up, you will understand that it is he and he alone that performs the miracles only when you honor him in his triumphant entry into your life. May God bless you today. I hope you take that little word and you keep it in your spirit all week long. You got to welcome him with worship. You got to acknowledge who he is. You got to let him fix the things that are wrong and you got to let him heal your spirit today and heal your body. He's the miracle worker. Could I pray for you this morning? Jesus, Jesus, we love you. And we thank you that you are our God. We trust you. Lord, through all the situations that we are seeing and dealing with in our lives. We got here, Lord, so quickly. Our only hope now is you. We turn to you in this hour and we acknowledge that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We throw our our coats and our palm branches in your path this morning with our worship. Our hands are yours. Our feet are yours. Our heart is yours. Lord, we praise you and we worship you and we acknowledge you on this Palm Sunday. In the beginning of this holy week, we acknowledge you. Now, come on in, Lord. Come on into our temple and fix the junk that's in us and then perform the miracle that you want to perform. Let us see, O oh Lord, what we haven't seen. Fix our blinded eyes. Heal our lameness, O oh God. Touch those who need a touch in the Holy Ghost today. I feel the Spirit of God reaching into every home this morning, into every life. Save our kids. Save our young people. Save every adult. God, keep us in your care. We don't understand it, but we know you're God, and we worship you on this Palm Sunday. Make your way in, Jesus. We welcome you this morning to our homes in Jesus' name. I love you. 
don't forget to pray, to fast, to seek, to give, to love, to do the things that God has ordered us to do in his word. Call me if you need me. Reach out to me if you need anything. I don't want one family of our church to go lacking. If you need food, you call me. If you need help, you call me. Whatever you need, we're going to do our best to help you. God is going to take care of us. We're reaching out to him, and he's reaching down to us on this Palm Sunday. I love you. Have a happy week. Pray and love God. I'll see you Wednesday in the house of the Lord online. In Jesus' name, God bless you.